Welcome to the Free Idea Podcast. Today I bring you a book review. This one is Atomic Habits. Wonderful book that I read and one I want to spoil it for you. But also, if you get encouraged to read it, go for it. It's an incredible book. I've recommended to my wife and myself and everybody I meet, including my parents who I just met. Atomic Habits, it's about achieving the good habit that you want and reducing the bad habit you don't want. Clear enough, simple. But it gives straight, doable ideas, like not that much sauce. Unlike YouTubers out there who will spend 10 minutes to give you two tips, this book gives you tips every chapter, straight up like bourbon nice and concise and i've been doing some of these habits myself and it's been working out so let's jump into it what are these habits and how to avoid them well step number one is to make the good habits easier to do and the bad habits harder what does this mean in practical practice it means that if you want to go to the gym early in the morning what you should do last night is get your running shoes, put them on the door, get your running sh uh, shorts or gym clothes next to those shoes, get your keys, get your water bottle, your backpack, anything you need, and put it right at your exit door. Everything just to make it easier so that when you wake up and you look at that door, you also look at all your stuff and you can just put it on right there at that moment and exit so you make it a lot easier to do it and harder for you to be like oh i want to do it but there's like um there's like a, a barrier in front of me like i have to go get the shoes go get the clothes walk around do this do that and as you walk around your house you get distracted by other stuff that you gotta do so <sighs> Wait a minute, I got a cat. They have this thing that it's a toy it's a water bottle it's where the 24 pack of water bottles come pretty much a plastic pack and this kitten loves that thing uh, we get him toys and he will 100% prefer the free stuff cardboard boxes from Amazon wrapper from water bottles uh, yeah so and to curve the bad habits, you need to make them harder. So let's say you like using your phone in the morning. Okay, so tip is leave your phone out of the room. You've heard this one before. Cool. Another one. Oh, you like to play games. Okay, well, delete them or disconnect your Xbox, PlayStation. Put it in some other room. And every time... <laughs> can't do this. 
Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't record. <laughs> uh, so put your PlayStation Xbox on another room. Every time you want to play it, that means you have to go grab it, go back to the living room, and connect all the cables. So there's a barrier. So if you really, really want to do that, you'll go with it. But if you don't, you'll be like, mm, do I really want to go and connect everything? Do I really want to play it so much? That's pretty much how it works. Make good thing, good habits easier and bad habits harder. That's the main idea of the book. Then it gives you other things like putting habits that are good together. So let's say now you, you put the clothes, the exit door, you go in a gym. Cool. You want to read a book. So that's the second habit. So what you do is you in that backpack where you have your gym stuff, you also have a book. So you go, you gym, and after you gym, you stay outside in like some chair and read your book. So you start connecting good habits. So gym, read book, and then a third and a fourth and a fifth. So when you complete one thing, it's easier to complete the other, and it goes on and on. For example, with bad habits, this happens a lot. You're on your phone, you wanna not use um, TikTok, the short videos. Okay, cool. So you're on your phone and you don't wanna use that app. So you use Instagram instead, or you use Facebook. You Facebooking, looking at some posts, cool, cool, cool. You see some videos, they're long form, nice. Then you go to YouTube, you look some more videos, cool, you exit. Maybe you go into another app, Instagram shorts. You start looking at Instagram shorts, boom, boom, boom. It reminds you of TikTok. All of a sudden, you're like, well, I already saw three apps, three videos. Let me go to TikTok, and you're hooked again on short videos. So the habit begins before. The bad habit that you want to quit, you actually have to quit like four steps behind, which is the fact that you logged into Facebook and just scrolled. So once you log into Facebook, that will activate you logging into YouTube. Then that will activate you logging into um Instagram and then Instagram will activate you going into TikTok. That's just how it is. And um, I gotta stop this cast. give cats noisy toys all right new thing i gotta do before starting a podcast i have to hide every noisy toy in the house wrapper <laughs> dingling bells everything <sighs> what's that so bad habits activate one another you have to quit four steps behind and good habits can also activate we often have this thing called like, oh, I'm having a good day or a bad day. We're starting the day good, starting it bad. Starting it bad for me is starting it on the phone. Once I get on the phone, as soon as I wake up, I'm done. I will lose two hours, which is what happened today. I got into uh, Facebook and then I got into Shorts, then I got into YouTube, then I got into Shorts, and two hours went by. It was great. I loved it, but I'm two hours late on my 
good habit routine, which was gym, podcast, uh, read, and cook, go shopping, all you know, all the stuff, whatever you want to do. So starting a good day would have been wake up, get clothes, gym, um, read, cook, blah blah blah, and then. Once you start your day in a good way, it's so much easier to keep it going. It's the momentum, but it's also just the feeling that you're doing good. So good things are coming to you and you're focused on good. Because when I started the day bad, I'm like, well, I already lost two hours. So what it is if I lost another one? What, what would it matter if I lose five more minutes, three more minutes <laughs> watching this, watching that? So there's that started good the book let's see what else does the book have I have here AI GPT to give me seven points of the book and I can sort of look at it and remember what's going on so yeah we already talked about environmental design that's when you make everything easier and the bad habits harder habit stacking which is when you uh, connect good habits after another after another the four laws of behavior. Oh yeah, he always talks about make it obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying. Go figure. Read the book. This part, I got it, but I can't explain it. It's only make it nice, make it fun, but that's too much to think. Too much thinking. But also, that reminds me, there's some, some good habits are boring and bad habits are fun. That's the total point. So if you reduce your bad habits, basically the fun habits, your fun will go down and you'll be more open to boring stuff. And I want to give you a real life example in my life. I quit gaming. It took me a long time, but I quit it and it's been a f maybe a month. <clears throat> I started by deleting my games, which is make it harder. That's what I did. Well, no, first I started just not trying to play, but then I fell back for it. So I deleted them on my computer and I assigned myself only one game I could play, Clash of Clans on my app, a tablet, just to fill that gap because I already know myself, I want games. So know yourself. But I limited myself to other games. Um, also because Clash of Clans takes days to play it, you make an, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Details. <laughs> So, once I stopped the games, I had no way to have fun. Uh, so, I, so then YouTube and all this other stuff came into my life, and I have to also stop that. Okay, so I stopped that. Now I have no more fun. No games, no videos, no movies. What is there to do that is fun? Well, my brain was craving something to do, and I have to uh, change it for something else. So I did gym, and gym was very boring. Very. But the less I played games and the less I watched shorts, videos, the less happiness I felt, the more um, keen to happiness I was. The more something boring would seem fun. All of a sudden, I could play a flash game on a computer and I was have a lot of fun. I could play Tetris and have fun. As much fun as I had playing Call of Duty. <laughs> so that's the example. So when I started going to the gym, I started having more fun. Before, 
I would always quit. I would do 20 minutes and then I would get absolutely bored out of my mind. So I would leave. I wasn't even sweating. I was just bored. Or even if I was sweating. I would... Then I, I did 30 minutes, but I still bored. So I left. I never, ever left the gym because I was tired. So then I quit all this stuff and then I could push it to 40 minutes, then to an hour. And the latest I've done is two hours of gym. The crazy thing that I didn't think was going to happen is that I started having fun with the gym. It's just the fact that I was listening to music. It's like something fresh for my brain. Finally, something going on. And then just a going up in weight. If I'm doing squats and I'm adding, it feels like a video game where I'm leveling up. And then I achieve a weight that I've never done before. And it feels like more than leveling up. It looks like a new skill unlocked. New uh, job or whatever. <laughs> new something in the game. Um, like something that will change the entire game dynamic from then on. New troop, new castle, new map just by unlocking new strength. It felt amazing. And that is making things obviously attractive, easy, satisfying, and the opposite. If you wanna stop doing a habit, you make it unattractive, you make it hard, you make it unsatisfying. Kinda of my point here was that by reducing the things that were bad but fun, I made the boring things but good fun again. And I recommend it to you. Now this means something else for all of us. For me it was games. I mean it's not a bad thing. As doing uh, crack cocaine would be. But it's a habit that would take hours out of my day. Hours which I want to use to do something more productive. Which I think it's productive. So that's me. You would want to quit something else. Yeah, it doesn't have to necessarily be evil, but it has to be, it could be something that hurts you in becoming the best version of yourself. This is a tip that I would like to share with you, and I've shared before. It's not the book, but it's if a portal opens and the best version comes out of it, the best version of yourself, how would he or she look like? I've done this exercise, I've done it with my wife, and we both had our own versions of our best. And it's an excellent motivator. Never, um, well, compare, always compare yourself to who you were yesterday, so you can improve on it, be better tomorrow. Always compare yourself to yourself. Never compare yourself to others. They say that's the thief of happiness. So I leave you with that. Let's see what else this um, book has. Focus on the process of our goals. I love this part of the book. It tells me that it gives you this clear example. If you have the goal to be a strong man and you have a process your process is you wake up, you go to the gym, you come back, you drink protein, 
you drink casing, you get all these cool things. You do, then you do uh, stretching and you do some hot baths, cut balls, whatever. Cold baths, I think I said balls. <laughs> you may get cold balls if you go take a cold bath. <laughs> so you do that and that's your habit, your process. But your goal is to be a strong man. Great. So here's the thing. Now, what if, what if, this is the exercise, we take off the process and we just leave you with the goal. The goal is I want to be a strong man. That's it. Are you going to become a strong man? Perhaps, but you're going to have to come up with another process. Now, let's say if you take out the goal and leave the process alone. So now you don't have the goal to be the strong man. But you still have the process. You still wake up, you still gym, drink your proteins, do your exercise, stretchings, to take the baths. Um, are you going to become strong? The answer is yes. And that's the teaching. That the process is more important than the goal. For example, if you're not motivated and all you have is a goal, are you going to work on it? Most likely not. But if you're not motivated, you're sad, depressed, you're dying, but you follow the process, are you going to achieve it? Yes. Even if you follow like a third of that process, like 10% of your energy, you do the process. You go to the gym, two minutes. <laughs> you drink a little bit of protein, a little bit of stretch, and count your walk as a stretch, and you count your normal shower as a cold or hot shower. Are you still going to achieve becoming stronger? Yes, maybe 2% more, way less than you expected, but you will. And so focused on your process rather than the goal. That's more important. Okay, let's say it talks about overcoming obstacles and staying motivated. Um, to stay motivated, he talks about tracking your habit, being accountable and celebrating small wins. I don't remember some of them, but habit tracking is basically like having a bottle. Uh, I have here a jar. And every time you go to the gym, you grab a marble and you put it in the jar. And visually, you can see your jar filling up. And every time you look at it, you get motivated. So if you if one day you don't feel like doing it, but you look at that jar, maybe you're like... I want to put another marble and so it helps now you can do it with a book and just check 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 um, but he recommends physical things like bottles jars and physical objects that you can dump in it for me I have right now a jar and I put post-its and I fold them in four to fit it and just as an addition I write what I did that day, but I call it the pride jar, even though it's not gay. <laughs> it's not LG. It's just uh, the days that I've been proud of myself. I put something and I write what I've been proud of. And my so far I have one because I started. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I'm not proud of myself. I just started a few days ago. I have one, 
and it says that I carried 30 uh, pounds on the curl, that little weight, one arm lift. I've never been able to do that, ever, in my entire life. The strongest I've ever been in high school was 25. I've never been able to do 30. And a few days ago, I did 30, not only one, but five times. And then I carried that 35, and I did that three times. Wow, that was an incredible goal. From never having to do 30 to the same day doing 30 and 35. Great. <clears throat> And so that's my habit tracking. Celebrating small wins. Um, don't have much to say. I think it's self-explanatory. Accountability is like making a contract with yourself, with a friend, telling everybody what you're going to do so that if you don't do it, they can hold you accountable and remind you what piece of shit you are. But in my experience, that doesn't work for me because I treat myself shittier than somebody else will treat me. So habit tracking is enough to keep me on track. If I don't fill up the jar, the jar, that's also my accountability. And putting a note in it is also how I celebrate. So that covers it for me. Let's see, habit as identity. Habits shapes our identity by consistently aligning our behaviors. With the identity we aspire to have we can cultivate lasting change and become the best version of ourselves good self-explanatory you become what you strive for it's not a goal but a lifestyle like a diet if your goal is just to carry 30 and i achieved it i will stop going to the gym i will stop waking up early stretching drinking my protein and then what's gonna happen then my, I'm going to lose strength. And with the months and years, I won't be able to carry 30 anymore. So don't see your habits as a goal, but instead a lifestyle, an identity, a process. And that is the book review of Atomic Hearts. I would like to add a bonus. This same author, <clears throat> Malcolm Gladwell, has other books, which I've read or listen to audiobooks, is um, the tipping point. I love it. It's very nice. I, I learned one thing that I want to share with you in this bonus. That is that there's always a point when things change radically. You do small steps every day and nothing changes or it changes very little. And then on the 103th day, something incredible happens. Knows what happened, what changed. But all of a sudden, your progress went up into the sky. The example is water freezing. In Celsius, water freezes at zero. And it can boil at, I think, 100. So... It's 40 Celsius, nothing happens, 39, 38, 37, it goes on, nothing happens, 5 Celsius, 3 Celsius, 2 Celsius, nothing happens, 1, nothing happens. So it's been like 99 numbers, right from 99 to 1, 
because I think if you reach 100, it boils. So then from one to zero, it freezes. So it had 99 numbers to get there. And as soon as it reaches the zero, boom, the water completely changes. And that's what he calls the tipping point. That self-explanatory, right? So what I want to say or connect with is that life works this way too. That's why you'll hear about the people that do overnight success. They don't know your struggles. And all of a sudden you go, boom. Most celebrities have a single film they can point to and say, this is what made me famous. But they have years of experience and years of movies behind them and a lot of struggle. For me, in my experience with the gym, I want to say my tipping point was carrying that 30 pound weight because I could never do it in my life, only 25. And strangely enough, I wasn't, I wasn't able to carry the 25 either. My maximum was 20, 20, 20, 20. I would never jump to 25. One day I just felt extra energetic. I felt good, healthy. I had like three days of rest. And I thought, I'm going to give it a chance to 30, just to see where my progress is. I didn't know. I carried it, and I carried it multiple times. So I jumped from 20. I jumped 25. I didn't do it. I went straight to 30. Then I said, okay. I tried 35. Worked. My tipping point, whatever happened in my routine, in all those days I did, all of a sudden... I skipped 25, 30, and did 35. I went two weights up. Two of those which I've never done in my life, 30 and 35. And that was my tipping point. What is your tipping point? And with that, goodbye.